0: seconds he's gonna throw it Howard leads he has it touchdown Carolina
1: back from the dead to tie the game with two seconds to go snap back spot down the kick is cleanly away it is good and Big it's power <laughs> with yes, a 54 yard field goal and how about them Tar Heels they do it Here's Cupac. Give off to Amos. He's good. He's it! He's again. He's, He's it!
0: Unreal. Jordan back to kick. It's blocked again. Picked up. It'll be a touchdown, Carolina, for Bracey Walker. He
1: blocks his second punt and scores his second touchdown of the season. It's 14 to 13. Mr. Jordan meets Mr. Walker. Bernard fields it at the 26th. Heading to the far side, Gio at the 35, Gio, he's at the 50, no he's not, yes he is, Gio, he's going to take it for a touchdown, are you kidding me?
0: This is the Heel Tough Blog Podcast on Spreaker.com. So as we are sitting here in the offseason, we got to talk to sporting news college football writer Bill Bender. Um, About this Tar Heel football team, and uh, Bill, yeah, no, first of all, we welcome you in. Man, you've been running a little wild lately. I know you've been doing some NFL games, you got, of course, the college football bowl games, and then the national championship game will be coming up, but overall, you know, how have things been going for you, man?
1: Oh, it's been good, you know, obviously, uh, this is the, the, I call it the stretch, uh, from basically Christmas to January 8th, or January, well, a couple days after. It's it's a pretty busy time for us, but I enjoy it, uh, all the opportunities. Uh, obviously, it's got to be an exciting time for you guys down there in Chapel Hill with uh, the new hire, and uh, I appreciate you having me on. Let's just get to
0: it. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, it starts with Mac Brown, as you mentioned, the new hire. Um, really, I guess, kind of a, re- a long-term recycle because, of course, he comes back to Chapel Hill, but, you know, when you first heard the news... Kind of, you know, what was the reaction from you being a national guy, seeing that Mac Brown, a guy that is going or was at the time going, now is in the College Football Hall of Fame, was going to be the next head coach at North Carolina?
1: I was surprised because I thought when that job came open, Scott Satterfield seemed like a decent candidate, mm-hmm. um, and obviously he went to Louisville. There was a couple other guys that I thought that area from North Carolina to Virginia has some excellent FCS coaches that were picked up, mm-hmm. but it's been a while for Mac Brown. And I think for me personally, in my dealings with him, it's great because Mac Brown's a, one of the first class guys in the business You're You're not going to hear too many people say a bad thing about him. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, some of the criticisms were, well, he's old and, you know, the same things that were said about less miles and, um, you know even herm edwards last year and that's the example i would use with you is i questioned herm edwards pretty bad last year and i was like i don't know what they're doing why would you do that mm-hmm. and the guy took him to a bull game and showed he could still coach so i think mac brown as long as he has that fire some of the hires he's made along the way are pretty good and uh could it's going to be interesting and let's look at that and i don't want to go too long here but look at the division you're in uh was a seven-loss team just just won that division? There's mm-hmm. not a long way to climb in the, in the coastal to get back to the top.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the you you mentioned it. One of the keys for Mac Brown, um, you know, here in his second tenure, was to hire a good staff around him. I mean, the hires that he's made to this point, I, I mean, they've got to be satisfactory to Tardio fans, right? Sure. Sure. I mean, when you build the staff around you,
1: obviously Longo was a creative hire on the offensive side. That is, that was the one thing with Mac Brown when he finished up at Texas, you heard two things about him at the end of that tenure. You heard he couldn't recruit anymore because guys like Johnny Manziel and Robert Griffith the third got out of the state. Texas's quarterback play towards the end of that was was bad and we can talk about that in a minute when we talk about the recruiting mm-hmm. cycle. But the second thing was that um, you know the game had passed him by, you know, and you bring in a creative offensive coordinator, you bring in a good defensive coordinator with experience. I think he used his stint at ESPN to kind of not to go back to school essentially, but kind of just see some how they do things at other schools, and that always works out. Doesn't always work out, I guess, but it works out in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. And I think for Mac Brown, it also comes down to. That competitive fire. I always tell people, our job, me and you, there's no scoreboard. There's there's analytics and web pages and stuff like that, but you know, I played in high school and wish I could still go back and do it. There there's no substitute for a scoreboard.
0: Yeah, no, you're right about that. And I mean you mentioned, you know, the early signing period a little bit and yeah, no, I mean the Tar Heels so far, nineteen guys that signed on early. It looks like most of those guys are gonna be early enrollees, which is great for a new staff coming in. And, you know, from the national perspective, you know, how good was this recruiting class? And then how important was it for him to land in-state quarterback Sam Howell? That's where I was going to start. I mean, that was
1: the statement that everybody saw nationally, right? You Mm -hmm. get a four-star quarterback, huge rating, pro style, Monroe kid, um, Mm -hmm. and you take him out of Florida State. That's a big statement there. That says the kid wants to go play in-state for Mac Brown. And, you know, looking up and down this class, and I lived in Charlotte for a little bit, so I know... I recognize some of the schools. I'll be the first to tell you in a full confession, if it was across the border there in Rock Hill in South Carolina, York County, I know those schools a little bit better. But my point being, there's good high school football in North Carolina. There's right. good high school football in South Carolina. And if Mac Brown can you know, tap into that and then stretch into the deep south where a lot of the five-star talent is – Again, North Carolina is going to be able to compete in the Coastal. I mean, and I think more of it's looking at the transitions, yet another transition at Miami, Mm -hmm. Uh, looking at some of the other schools, Georgia Tech with a transition. Jeff Collins is the name to watch. And Pitt's good, but Pitt's about where Pitt should be right now. So this is who Mac Brown is competing against. I don't think they're anywhere near – entertaining a conversation with Clemson, but the ACC is a case where, much like the SEC is with Alabama, the ACC right now is Clemson and everybody else.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, you you mentioned, you touched on it just a little bit earlier, and you said, you know, it seems like the Coastal is a little bit of a wild card. Is that is that playing into the hands of the Tar Heels, or is that kind of, you know, is are we still a little bit away from being able to jump into that rotation of teams because, you know, I, I think the talent's there. I just don't know if it was maybe the coaching from Larry Fedora and maybe with Mac Brown coming in that could change things.
1: I mean, they went to the ACC championship a few years ago, but that mm-hmm. can be full gold, which Miami figured out last year, which Pitt the year before. I think, I'm trying to think, what was the last – the North Carolina ACC championship game was at least
0: competitive. and I went to a couple before that with Florida State where it wasn't competitive Mm -hmm. um, with
1: Duke, and it wasn't competitive with Georgia Tech until the end when they started throwing the ball a little bit. Um, So that's what my point is. I mean, Clemson's going to win it this year. They'll probably be heavily favored to win it next year Mm -hmm. because of Trevor Lawrence, who, in my opinion, is a future number one pick. But the thing with Clemson that you have to watch is – ACC didn't have a good year, and I'm just going to be honest with you, it didn't. Yeah. Uh, Louisville, mm-hmm. Louisville was bad. Florida State's bad. Um, the bull season was okay, but other than Clemson, there wasn't that, oh yeah, look at that team, other than maybe Duke, who, who played well in their bull game against Temple, but it was Temple. Um, so... Yeah, I think North Carolina has a chance and an opportunity to compete. I mean, Mac Brown is the biggest name coach in the division. There are a bunch of – well, David Cutcliffe's also very experienced. That's going to be a fun game when those two hook up. But um, there's a lot of inexperience from a coaching standpoint. And, again, it comes down to to getting the talent. I do know that Mac Brown, it sounds like, just from the looks of it, they will emphasize defense a little more than they did with Larry Fedora, and that will be a big difference maker for them.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, next year, when we're sitting at this point of the season, I mean, is it is it pretty much, I'm not going to say a guarantee, but in your mind, is this a team that you think should at least make a bowl game? Or kind of, you know, where do you think the expectations should be under Mac Brown in his first year back? Sure. I mean, that's, that's always the goal in the first season. You know,
1: you want to get to a bowl game. This is a team that in the ACC that's doable. They had mm-hmm. a lot of bowl teams this year. It's it's one of those conferences. The ACC is unique to me when you talk about the power of five. I think the ACC and the Pac 12, to me, I'm not talking about the very top. It, they truly are leagues where seven can beat one, with the exception of Clemson, every week, if you know what I mean. Like right. in the Big Ten,
0: Rutgers isn't
1: beating Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. It's just not happening. Um, but a team that's sixth or seventh can jump up and play well. There's a lot of parity in the middle. Um, So, yeah, I think getting to six, seven wins, seeing if you can compete in the division, seeing where it goes from there. Um, And I think there should be an excitement. I don't know. You you could probably tell me this better than me, but there should be an excitement around Mac Brown. It's probably good to have him back. The right transition after what I think the last time I talked to you, we were kind of both sensing that the Fedora era was – we
0: were trying to put a brave face on it, but I think we both knew that it wasn't going to go very well this year in Chapel Hill. Right, no, and you're right about that. I think there is a lot of excitement around the program. I think... You know, early on, I think there was a little bit of kind of tentativeness because of just how quickly the hire took place, but I think once you saw the staff that he started to bring in, people really loved the Jay Bateman hire, and Phil Longo was another one that they were really thrilled with. Lonnie Galloway coming over from Louisville as the wide receivers coach. Really a lot of great recruiters, I think, was what really energized the fan base, and yeah, no, I think... It's going to be pretty telling come August 31st in Charlotte. I, I think there's going to be a lot of people there that are going to be turning out to see what Mac Brown can do on a relatively big stage against a South Carolina team that, you know, has a chance again next year to be pretty good. Um, and I think, you know, there's a chance we could see true freshmen versus true two, two freshmen in that game um which could be really interesting as well so yeah no uh, i appreciate you for for coming on and and giving us a little bit of insight it's been great we'll definitely have to talk to you again before the season um, you know, you keep you doing such great stuff over there at Sporting News, and uh, I know that you'll be ready to go uh, once college football season rolls back around again. We're not quite at the end of college football 2018-19, uh, but we're right there. And uh, you know, I know for for us, uh, college football never really stops. You know, it's an ongoing world, so it'll be uh, it'll be great. And it's it's been great talking to you. Uh, tell them where they can follow you on Twitter to keep up with you and everything that you guys are doing at Sporting News.
1: Yeah, dot sportingnews.com, and we have a Facebook page, Bill Bender, Twitter, BillBender92, and of course, you know, uh, for your listeners that don't know, the Sporting News offices, I, I, I work from Ohio, so I work from home, but our offices are, are right there next to Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina, and this is the time of year where I miss Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cold up here in Ohio all the time. That This is, uh, you know, somebody that got to live down there for six, seven years, it was a uh, it was a lot of fun and and I enjoy the people down there and enjoy the football and, and most of all, enjoy the barbecue. We don't have that up here as well.
0: Oh, that is true, man. The barbecue down here is amazing. And uh, hopefully maybe you can come back down into this area. Maybe you'll be down here on August 31st, covering that game and uh, try to some of that barbecue. There's a couple of good joints and I can definitely hook you up with some places that may be a little bit new. If you want to go taste some uh, great barbecue in the Charlotte area. So, um, yeah, man, thanks. Uh, thanks once again. And, uh, Take care, and we'll have to talk to you down the line.
1: Hey, thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it.
0: So that's going to do it for this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. I want to thank Bill Bender for stopping by once again. You guys can check his stuff out on sportingnews.com and through his Twitter account. So I want to thank you guys for listening to this show. As always, you can subscribe to the podcast on Spreaker.com, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio.com, TuneIn.com, or the TuneIn app. As always, check out the Heel Tough blog on Medium.com. We've got some great articles up there as the team heads towards the late signing period. Thank you guys for listening once again, and as always, Go Tar Heels! <laughs>